Hello, and welcome to the Climate-Friendly Travel Podcast, where each episode we speak to the great and the good of the global travel and tourism industry to learn more about what they are doing to ensure that the principles of climate-friendly travel are being advanced. I'm Jed Brown, your host for this week's episode, and today I'm delighted to be joined by Christian de Boer, who is the Managing Director of the Jaya House Hotel. Established in 2016, the Jaya House River Park Hotel is a superb boutique property located in the peaceful area alongside Cambodia's Siem Reap River, surrounded by fully grown trees and is truly a hidden gem. It was also the first hotel in the region to become completely plastic free. It engages on a deep level with the local community and has been recognized by the likes of Condé Nast Traveller, TripAdvisor, The Independent, Forbes, and many more as being one of the best hotels in the world. In this episode, I speak to Christian about the simplicity of becoming a plastic-free property, how to engage local communities in your sustainability journey, and why, indeed, baby steps are not only good enough, but they are in fact vital for us all as we get to grips with the climate challenge facing us. Enjoy. So, Christian, you are most welcome to the Climate Friendly Travel Podcast. Great to have you on the show. Thank you. It's been uh, it's been a pleasure. Super. Um, let's get straight to it, Christian. First of all, for all of our listeners at home, please give us an overview to um, the organisation that you represent, where in the world you are, and um, and what Jaya House Hotels are all about. Well, um, my name is Christian de Boer. I'm uh, apparently the managing director of a tiny little hotel here in Simreep, Cambodia, uh, namely Jaya House River Park. We used to have three hotels, and that's thanks to COVID, has now been reduced to only one. Um, 36 rooms, uh, a spa, a sky bar, uh, obviously a breakfast for breakfast of a room for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And uh, we're aiming to be. Uh, but to do things slightly different than other hotels. Um, namely, for instance, we're a single-use plastic-free mm-hmm. hotel. I have co-started a little initiative called Refill the World, which before COVID ended up in 19 countries uh, because the concept is so enormously simple. And um, we have played a bit of a role in various uh, global events. Like we've been able to host meetings with regards to refugees in Myanmar, some of them or released from the hotel and um, things like that. So I'm a very fortunate person for being allowed to do things differently and to not have to fold the mold of what people generally think a hotel should be. It's interesting to say that, um, you know, you've, you've gone plastic free. When, so when did you go plastic free? Right at the onset. From the very we, beginning. We, yeah, from right from day one, we were single use plastic free. Wow. How, how easy or not was that to implement? Because in, in so many hotels that we go to, there's, there's a variety of single-use plastics littered throughout the hotels. How easy or not was it uh, to do that? Really quite simple, actually. I mean, we didn't really have problems. Uh, what I expected to be a problem here in, in Cambodia is our deliveries of bananas or anything else. Mm-hmm. So before we opened, we had... Um, I'd scheduled a whole week of meetings with the various delivery people. And we started on a Monday morning, I think it was 10 o'clock or something, all in one meeting room where I explained Jaya House and why I explained that we're single-use plastic-free. So any, I don't know, bananas that come into the hotel in a plastic bag will be sent back. We do not want them. If they come into any other form, 
i.e. non-plastic, then yes, we will accept them. Um, that's what I explained and, and to the whole group of people. We gave them alternatives like linen bags or any of that stuff. We uh, ordered 300 linen bags of which we uh, gave each of those suppliers in total about 100 bags. And then they would bring a full bag and we would give an empty one back, basically rotation kind of system. Mm-hmm. Um, after my 20 minutes chit chat, which included a video of where all of the plastic actually ends up in the oceans, um, the collective people were shocked that they never thought about it. The, there was one question that they had for me. Um, and that was, how will my staff see if something is a good banana or not? I.e., if it's not in a plastic bag, how will we recognize if something is fresh in a new banana? Um, I then explained, well, that responsibility is with my staff. My head chef will decide, yes, this is a great banana, we'll take it, or this one is uh, a month old, we don't want to have it. I don't need it. I don't need plastic around it for me to judge on that. Um, once he, we said that we will take that responsibility, all of the pressure was off, and they were collectively actually quite happy to participate in this in this new way of working. Now, this is six and a half or so years ago, uh, when things were slightly different here in Cambodia. Cambodia is developing and is developing fast. Um, and to be the first hotel in those days created conversations like this. Uh, but now it's the norm. Now it's normal. And now there's nothing ever nothing ever an issue and we've honestly never really had an issue with this the same as as for instance our shampoo or or uh, or water bottles our shampoo is in glass bottles admittedly made a little bit easier because we do make all of that stuff ourselves we make our own shampoo conditioner mosquito spray blah 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 um so we put it in glass bottles instead and um what we have for the for the for the water bottles we, in the rooms are glass bottles. Uh, we have our own water filtration system here inside the little hotel. Um, again, some people think, "Oh, oh my God, very expensive." It's not. It's seven hundred US, which wow. on a total hotel operation really is, is peanuts. So again, that's another reason for not to do it. But we have the refillable bottles, um, and they're. I think they're free because we buy them in bulk, so they're about $4 each. They have my logo on it and, and stuff. And we give them to our guests, so they become part of marketing. And um, those refillable bottles is what people use when they visit the temples and eventually also bring home to for them to continue, continue to use during their gym sessions or walkabouts in their own respective uh, countries and destinations. So it actually has been really simple. I love that. And, you know, when you, um, you know, back in 2016, it was you, you, um, you opened Correct. and you opened as, as plastic free from the very beginning. Um, were you the first then in the area to be yeah. plastic free? Have there been any others then that have since gone plastic free because of a lot? Really? Yeah. I mean, I think the need is really quite, quite visible in, in destinations like Cambodia, but a lot of others too, um, that the need to reduce plastic is, is simple. So once something works and other, I mean, my guests were positive. Everyone actually was positive. In fact, we've never had one single negative comment. Um, more and more people think, well, clearly that's the way to go. And fast forward 2016, fast forward six years, 
mean, I think by now everyone understands that we really have an issue um, and we have also solutions to deal with the issue. Um, so it's it's time we take personal action. So yeah, there's now, I think, nine hotels in Simreep alone that are single-use plastic-free. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. Um, um, I'm actually giving a, a talk uh, later this week in Croatia, of all places, um, mm -hmm. about sustainability. And one of the one of the topics which we're going to be discussing on a panel as well as in the talk is um, is sustainability as a competitive advantage versus what it's fast becoming, which is just the bare minimum. As in, you know, we're going to have to be doing stuff like this. I, I think in the early days, or do you agree with this? In the early days, possibly it was seen as a slight competitive advantage to be um, seen as more of a sustainable property, but increasingly it's it's becoming the you know it's becoming the bare minimum that you need to exist as a functioning business it it should be the bare minimum i fully agree it should be um on the same note people do people don't believe simple marketing words anymore and unfortunately the marketing efforts have been a little bit damaged by actions of certain hotel groups in the past um think save a towel plant a tree campaigns by some of the bigger hotel groups people would love to know where are those forests I mean, Google Earth is here. Just give me the coordinates. No. And quite quickly, you'll see that they don't exist. Yeah. So they were money-saving issues for those respective hotel groups. So if somebody now says, oh, look at us, we're single-use plastic-free, people want to see it. People want to see what are the alternatives? What have you done? Um, and, and so they want to see action. Once they see the action, then it will become a for now still a competitive advantage i think mm. um because people very actively choose us because of it we are the busiest hotel in town we have a higher occupancy than almost everyone in town um and that's without a sales team we don't travel we don't go anywhere it's all word of mouth so the it is for us paying off possibly because we started all of those years ago possibly because people indeed see see that we walk the talk um, so for now i think it's a, we're in that middle bit still where yes it's a competitive advantage but also indeed the bare minimum of what should be done i love that when we talk about sustainability obviously it's about you know people planet profit and on the planet side obviously you know we've, we've got initiatives like you know plastic free which you know very clearly um there is a need for um Interestingly, on, on, on your side of things, on the people side, you know, a lot of it is about being being good neighbors. You know, if you're a hotel, you need to be a, a good neighbor and, and active within the, within the community. How do you engage the community in, in your philosophy at Jaya House? Lead by example. Again, it's, it's very simple. Um, every single hotel including every single hotel group has on their website they want to be an active what are the words active partner in the communities they operate that's on every single hotel chain yet COVID, certain hotel groups were the first ones to terminate some of the local staff here in cambodia they kept the white people they terminated some of the local staff to me that's not good leadership in your local community um i think uh, we need to lead by example. So we have now planted, I think, around 2,100 trees. And this is where technology actually helps us because Google Street View still has the old 
area from more than six years ago as our river road area. So on Google Street View, you see the old area without trees, actually even without hotel. The, um, and all my guests that are here now, they see the hotel and they see my 2100 trees dotted along the banks of the Simri River. So it's walk the talk. All of the locals, they obviously know that ever since their house opened, suddenly all of those trees appear. The, they know because they see us walking and cleaning the river every day, uh, the banks and the actual water. Now, six years ago, this was a mammoth task. Every single day, pick up all of those bottles and plastic bags and whatever else. Fast forward six years ago, where people think, wow, it's actually quite nice when it's clean. The, we do still do it three times a week, but now it's two bags instead of 20 yeah. bags. Um, people do want to keep things clear, but if something is already a mess, then my one bottle doesn't really matter. But since it's now clean, uh, people want to keep it clean. We all want our area to be clean. So I believe that a business like ourselves, but almost any business, should take a leadership role on this and, and walk the talk. Absolutely right. I'm, I'm reminded um, I, was in, um, I was in Kigali um, some years ago, um, I don't know. Have you ever been to Kigali at all? I wish. No. Rwanda. It, it's an interesting place because in Kigali, um, it's everything. It's it, the streets and everything are immaculate, utterly mm. immaculate. And it's not, it's not what you would expect when you're flying into an East African country, to be honest. And um, I was amazed by this. So I was, I was asking one of the locals, I said, you know, how, how come there's just no garbage anywhere? I mean, it's, it's really, it's immaculate. And they said, well, you know, on the last, I think it was the last Wednesday of the month, we, we have our, our cleanup day. And, you know, everybody participates and, and that's how it starts. I said, sorry, t talk me through this cleanup day. And he said, basically, it goes back to tribal times, actually. It's not, not enforced by law, but it's enforced by society. But everybody on that last day cleans up their own area. So they, had, they dedicate that day to cleaning up their own area. And if your neighbor wasn't to be doing the cleanup, then you know the, the neighbor would be sort of saying, well, hey, look, you know, guys, what are you doing? You need to be doing your cleanup. Everybody has to do the cleanup. Everybody looks after their own area. And then sort of linked to what you were saying is you get to a point where there's no point in littering the streets or anything else because you're only going to have to clean it up on the cleanup day. There's less for everybody to do on the cleanup day if everybody just takes care of everything on a daily basis. Right. And that's why the whole place is spick and spun. Not not done by law. That's what I found just brilliant. It's it's managed by society. It's it's yes. societal norms. And I just thought that's just it. Everybody looks after their own little bit, and then you know, actually, it's quite an easy job. Then, relatively speaking. Yes, I said now it's three times a week, and I know two bags or something, yeah. uh, compared to the twenty bags a day we used to do six years ago. Yeah. Uh, so no, the, the change is happening. And consumers, I'm convinced, consumers are voting with their dollars. They really want to see, they don't want to hear the talk. They want to see the action. They want to see what have you done? Not what are you, gonna, what, what are you going to do? No, what have you done? It's, and, it's, and it's, it's not enough just to stick, a, to stick a sign on, the, on your towels saying, you know, nope. don't reuse your towel, you know, which I get sick of that now, to be honest. I've got a Me photograph too. of that. It's. I think we're all getting increasingly. Um, I think consumers are getting increasingly cynical as well, um, with Correct. regards to to greenwashing. You know, like you were yep. saying before, that they, they want to see the actions yep. more than anything. That's a good um, thing. To, uh, tell us um, a little bit about you. You have. Um, I was looking on the on on the website, and you have a program where you encourage 
people to bring certain books over with them to yeah. Cambodia when they stay with you. Tell us a little bit about that whole campaign. One of Cambodia's problems um, is knowledge. And um, I realized that one of the issues here is, is indeed knowledge about nutrition. What do you eat? I have been raised that now just I think it's called the table of five. So potatoes, meat, vegetables, and, and other things. Here in Cambodia, we largely eat rice three times a day, every day. Um, during the, let's say, not so good years of Mr. Pol Pot, um, people were forced to eat brown rice because it makes you stronger. Now, obviously, Pol Pot was a really bad period. We don't want to be rem reminded of that. As a result, white rice is now seen as a staple diet. Uh, white rice is for people that are successful. Brown rice is for poor people. As a result of that, everyone only eats white rice. But white rice is, if you eat a lot of it, really quite bad, of you, bad for you. It causes uh, diabetes, which is why Komodo is the number one country in the world with regards to the amount of diabetes mm -hmm. patients we have. The, and that's society says this or that. So I, I wanted to try to educate people here as in any other country in the West or in the world, actually, people adore their children and they want what's best for their kids always and their family. The, so everyone wants to have, wants to do what's best for their children. But if you don't know, you can't do it. So that's where the books come in. Very simple, plain, simple English, nothing special, um, where it actually explains with facts and, and in scenarios that we understand uh, why people should have a more varied diet and why you should not always have white rice, but sometimes bananas and mangoes and meat and fish and whatever else. It's all part of that healthy diet, that varied diet. Now, I get the question almost on a daily basis of how can I help? How can we help? I'm very anti giving the money. I'm very pro giving the creation of jobs. I'm very pro the creation of knowledge. And that's where this book comes in. A guest, and it happens really quite a bit now, um, can simply order the relevant books um, at, at Amazon or any of the bookstores, get them delivered to their home address, throw them in their suitcase and bring them here and then they can see it when, when they go out. Um, so that's the concept. It's really simple, but it works. Perhaps especially because it is so simple. Yeah, I, I loved it. I loved it when I was looking at it on the website. And again, I would encourage um, everybody to have a look at the website, jayahousehotels.com. And obviously we'll put the, the link in the in the show notes. Um, but I, I loved it. I thought it was a really great, and like I say, just a, such a simple initiative as well. Um, and yet so um, so massively worthwhile. Um, you've signed up recently to the Sonex Malta uh, Climate Friendly Travel Registry. Um, yep. Why was that important to you, Christian? I, uh, during COVID, um, how do I say this politically correct? During COVID, I read a news article where um, a particular hotel became one of the main uh, supporters, financial supporters of one of the bigger global initiatives. And that frustrated me a little bit because that's the exact same um, hotel that's actually doing the least. So it's using their money to buy their image and all of that stuff. Now that annoyed me a little bit. Um, 
but also it's something like, well, I can't sit here and moan about it if I don't actively walk the talk and, and use my personal megaphone to, to spread the news. So that's why we're, we're part of it, because it's a fantastic initiative. Um, um, it's, it's done by a group of, of rather approachable, normal people who just have knowledge of how simple it is to, to make the relevant changes needed. I think we both agree that we don't need to 100% change. That's not needed. In an ideal world, of course, mm. but that might not be achievable immediately. Um, but even if we only change 50%, that's still 50% more than we did yesterday. Um, so that's the way of thinking. It's something that I want to support. It's something I want to broadcast and something that I want to help become normal. Um, so that's why we're, we're, we're part of it. And, and because I think it's a truly outstanding um, initiative, really. Thank you very much for that. Um, and and it's it's great to have you on the registry. We're, we're obviously delighted with that as well. Mm -hmm. um, it was interesting when you when you talked about the example, which you couldn't quite give the, the specifics on. I don't know if you saw recently, there was an article, certainly over here in the UK press with The Guardian. And it was that the COP27... Um, has been sponsored by Coca-Cola. Did you know this? Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah I, I, I was incredulous. I was incredulous, actually. So, you know, I, w I will name that one as Coca-Cola. I just thought that this is where you, you you sort of, you know, you roll your eyes and, and think, you know, come on, this is, this is clearly some form of mass greenwashing going on uh, that's been allowed. So. I, I think it's also, it creates therefore an opportunity since they've gone out so publicly that they believe apparently in, in climate change that to ask them, what are they doing? Yeah. Um, and why are, are you still selling all of those plastic bot water, uh, plastic bottles in a developing country, which you know will end up in the ocean? Yeah. Um, so you, it's not something you can take your hands off and you think, oh, we didn't know. No, really, in 2022, it's time that yeah. you should know. I, ignor so, ignorance is, is no defense anymore, I'm afraid. It's, yeah. um, yes. You know, we, we, we have all of the facts. Um, we're going to have to start wrapping up soon. But what I, I did want to do is we've we've done a few of these podcasts now. Um, we haven't started releasing them yet, but we will be doing shortly. Um, and one of the common themes that's come up with a lot of people that we've spoken to they're saying that there's been quite a challenge with people and businesses suffering from a degree of inertia due to the fact that they're scared to go down a sustainable path in case they don't get it completely right. And they would then be sort of almost targeted as, hey, you know, you're not really doing enough. Um, and they were sort of saying it's very frustrating because we want to try and encourage people to just make a start on your sustainability journey. Um, and yet they, they seem to be a bit constricted by fear. What advice would you have for any similarly, you know, relatively small hoteliers out there that haven't necessarily made their start on their sustainability journey? What would your advice to them be? First of all, I am, uh, do it. Um, as Nike would say, please just do it. The, um, there will always be people who are negative, no matter what you do. Um, if you don't do it, People are negative if you do do it then it's some people will be negative even if you only do 50 percent it's still 50 percent more than yesterday and that's a lot the if we collectively as a whole industry would do 50 percent that's pretty damn spectacular the so 50 percent 60 percent 70 percent it's enough 
um, for now. And it's it would be perfect. So just do it and start. And you'll see that people and guests will choose you because of it for, for taking the initiative and leading by example, and then others will follow. It really is quite simple. Don't look at other people, just do it. Absolutely. Um, finally, um, overall, would you describe, would you say that you're optimistic for the future when we talk about the environment? Um, would you say you're pessimistic? Would you say you're somewhere in between? What's your general feeling about the future for, you know, our kids, our grandchildren? If, if I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic, um, yes, this whole greenwashing thing by the likes of Coca-Cola and some hotel groups um, is a bit of an issue. On the same note, since they have made such a public statement, fantastic, well done, congratulations. What are your actions? Mm. The... Great to make that statement. Fantastic. Now, what are you doing? Is Coca-Cola taking out all of their plastic bottles and going back to glass, for instance, amongst whatever else or other options or alternatives? So providing we collectively put, keep the pressure on and put the pressure on and hold them accountable, um, then that would make a major difference. The, I think we now have to be a little bit careful that we don't go back to the... I don't know, when was it, uh, 2000 or 1999 kind of campaigns of, of save a towel, plant a tree, mm. um, because this was before Google Earth and before Instagram, um, where big hotel groups could just pretend that they really care for the environment and they'll plant a tree for every single towel. In Right now, on 2022, we can use this technology and ask them, where did you plant the trees? How many billions of trees have you planted? Now, if we do the same with this, this all of those pledges recently uh, from the various hotel groups and the various tourism companies, that we can follow up a year later. Fantastic. You made a year ago, you made this pledge. What have you done in the previous year? And then it's quite quickly. Then it quite quickly, you'll see that, oh, this hotel is all talk and no action, or this hotel has actually walked the path. And the more people walk the path, the more it will become the norm. So I'm remote, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic. I think we can do this. And, and once more people see how simple and how easy it is, then it will become the norm. On that note, Christian, I'd like to thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us. We really appreciate it and wish you every success with all of the initiatives, the fabulous initiatives that you are doing at Giant House Hotel. Thank you very much and have a wonderful day. So there you have it. Huge thanks again to Christian for sharing his insights with us today. And if you'd like to find out more about the wonderful work they do at the Jaya House River Park Hotel, then please do visit jayahousehotels.com. And if you'd like to learn more about how you can get involved in climate-friendly travel and indeed become an ambassador by signing up to join the SunX program, then please visit climatefriendly.travel or email us at info at thesunprogram.com. But that's our show for this week. Thanks so much for your company. And remember, when it comes to climate-friendly travel, every small step forward is a giant stride when we all step together.